Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast that provides resources and tools to help support caregivers and their families. I am your host, Charlene Hunter-James. The latest reports indicate that about 5.8 million people in the U.S. have Alzheimer's disease. Of those, about two-thirds are women, and that number is growing. According to a new report from the AARP, funded Global Council on Brain Health, by 2050, the number of Americans living with Alzheimer's is expected to reach 13.8 million. More than 9 million Alzheimer's patients will be women. What is fueling the gender discrepancy? Is this a trend that can be slowed down or stopped? What do caregivers look for that would indicate a problem with our loved one? Who is at most risk? There are so many questions we want to ask today. For the answers, we turn to Anne-Marie McDonald. She is the program officer with the Alzheimer's Association. Ms. McDonald, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Let's start with, um, before you get into the numbers, let's talk about Alzheimer's and dementia because sometimes people think um, that they're one in the same. And is there a difference between the two or is one part of the other? That's a great question. And I thank you that that's the first place we're gonna start. So dementia is a syndrome. It's a, a collection of symptoms. It's what the person experiences, not what causes the experience. So Alzheimer's is a disease or one of the many biological causes of the dementia. So dementia is just an umbrella term, just like cancer is, um, but then you dig down deeper and it can be Alzheimer's, which is 60 to 70% of, of dementia is Alzheimer's disease, but then there are other forms of dementia also. Um, and dementia means that a person's cognition has declined to the point that it interferes with their activities of daily living. So, you know, if it really is um, not normal, it's dressing yourself, feeding yourself, handling finances or something like that. And all of those things come under the um, umbrella of dementia. Okay. The latest numbers show that one in five women is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease compared to one in 10 men. What is fueling this discrepancy? Well, yeah, that's true. Almost two thirds of Americans with Alzheimer's are women. Um, and a woman's estimated lifetime risk of developing Alzheimer's at age 65 is one in five. As real a concern as breast cancer is to women's health, women in their 60s are about twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's during their rest of their lives as they are to develop breast cancer. Now, there are a number of potential biological and social reasons for why more women than men have Alzheimer's or other dementias. And the prevailing view has been that this discrepancy is probably due to the fact that women live longer than men on average. And of course, old age is the greatest risk factor for Alzheimer's. But researchers are really now questioning whether the risk of Alzheimer's could actually be higher for women because of biological or genetic variations or maybe differences in life experiences. 
So um, some research just suggests that we would we have to look at education, occupation, rates of heart disease, and other comorbidities. So our chief science officer, Maria Carrillo, had said that really we need sex-specific risk factors um, to, be, to be examined across the lifespan. And so we need more women to actually make sure that they're involved in research studies and research trials. That's a great point. Um, and just kind of reemphasize that at the end of our uh, interview. What can yeah. family caregivers look for that would indicate this condition in the person they care for? Well, the Alzheimer's Association has created a list of warning signs on our website, alz.org. We, we usually go through about 10, but I'm gonna give you just a few because each individual you can experience one or more of these kind of signals to different degrees. So I just say that if you notice any of them, anybody notices them, we would really say consult a doctor. Um, first of all, Alzheimer's or other dementias is not a part of normal aging. So we are looking for things like memory changes that make everyday life difficult or um, difficulty in planning or solving problems where this might have been something that was normally easy for you, or difficulty performing normal tasks um, at home or at work. For instance, you forget the rules of a game that you've always played. Maybe you played bridge or you played cards and you know, you've now forgotten those games or you had a favorite recipe and you're forgetting the steps. Those things are not normal. Um, another thing that might be a signal would be the difficulty understanding visual images and how objects relate to each other in the environment. Mm -hmm. So if you think about something like driving a car and um, you're driving really too close to someone because you're not able to assess how close you are or when you are parking and you are hitting the curb because you're not able to kind of assess that, that might be a signal also. Um, and something that many times caregivers notice a lot is a change in mood or personality. And as I said, there is a lot of other um, signals. So if you go to alz.org slash warning signs, you should be able to see any more of those. Okay. Is there something that can be done on an individual or caregiving level that can slow down the progression of the disease? Well, unfortunately, Alzheimer's is the only disease in the top six that has no cure and while there's no cure there are some medications that can temporarily kind of slow the progression of symptoms and improve the quality of life for people with alzheimer's and their caregivers so they'll only treat the symptoms but they can support a person's cognition for a period of time mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is that for many um persons who are dealing with the disease, even though you can't slow down the progression of the disease, you certainly want to do things that can help you have good quality of life. And that might mean that you still engage in social activities, that the caregiver deals with their stress, that you might examine things like going to an adult day center and help that person still, um, you know, emphasize their strengths. Okay. Well, let's talk about a little bit about the COVID environment. Yes. Isolation has been prevalent in this day of COVID-19. 
what can we do to make the situation better for a person with Alzheimer's disease and the person caring for that individual? Well, yes. So Alzheimer's on the whole is already an isolating disease. Many people are dealing with the stigma of Alzheimer's and they start to isolate even before this, before COVID started. Um, although dementia does not, most likely we're thinking, does not increase the risk of COVID, um, dementia-related behaviors um, can often um, increase your risk of COVID. So sometimes, again, people are more isolated because people with Alzheimer's disease may forget to wash their hands or take other recommended precautions to prevent the disease. And so the caregivers feel like they should, you know, isolate even more than they need to. Um, so we would suggest that we stay connected. We, the Alzheimer's Association are still doing virtual support groups. We have other support mechanisms. We have an 800 number people can call. Um, there are online support that's available. Education is still happening virtually. Um, many of our organizational partners, such as day centers, are still doing um, virtual day center activities. We have early stage support that's available. So, excuse me, I really would say stay connected by the phone or, or by your internet connections, by virtual means. Uh, we have alz.org slash COVID-19. There's a lot of information about tips for people who are dealing with COVID. Um, and the best thing I can say is reach out for support. Um, don't do this alone. If your family members aren't there for you, the Alzheimer's Association can be. Great. Well, if there's one last tip that you would like to share, what would that tip be? Well, I think, first of all, I would really encourage um, everybody listening to make sure you have put somewhere our 800 number, 1-800-272-3900. Um, we are available 24 hours so that someone can always get help. Um, also, I would say um, reach out, get support. Please don't walk through this journey alone. Uh, you know, Alzheimer's, COVID-19, all of these things can be very isolating, but we are here to help you. So 1-800-272-3900. Ms. McDonald, thank you so much for joining us and sharing such valuable information. We encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.